What's going on, party people, and welcome. It is Saturday, November 9th, 2019, and you are listening to the very fourth episode of Crossplay, where we get together and talk about all the video game goodness we can handle each week right here on the whatnots.com. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be doing a Luigi's Mansion 3 review. Uh, We're going to be talking about popular Fortnite YouTuber FaZe and how he was permanently banned for cheating. Uh, And there has also been some more shakeups at PlayStation. So we're going to be talking about all of that and more coming up on this show for all the good boys and girls of many different ages. Unless you're naughty. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined on the mic by Mick. Hello. And we have Ignacio back this week. Yeah, I'm back, baby. What were you up to this past week, Ignacio? Well, I had classes. I had to study. A lot of studying. Was it like finals time. time or something? Well, no, finals is like in two weeks, okay. but uh, I had to study for some tests. Gotcha. Yeah, our schedule has been pretty bad lately because of recent events, mm-hmm. so that's why a lot of things piled up. That's right, because you so, were yeah. out of school for a couple of days, right? I think I heard you Yeah, more or less that. a week. Wow, a week. Mm-hmm. I wish, man. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a shame about what happened, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, Mick, how have you been? Yes. I've been pretty good. I've been traveling all this week, so I've been able to play too much. Really busy with work, but I was able to fit in a couple games and try out some new stuff. There you go. I I saw you sh- sh- streaming yeah, yesterday. Yeah, my first stream is being an affiliate on Twitch. Nice. You can go sub to me at twitch.tv slash the nanobiologist. I submitted oh, yeah. my first round of emotes, which should hopefully be approved soon. And they That's are all fantastic. Corgi based. Of course. That's fantastic. My week I know has what the been crowd wants. strange. It, it's been like a normal, boring week for me, but apparently my parents met Kanye West. Okay, so yeah. Are you what? sure that's right? Yes, I am 100% sure. So I, I I shared the, the story over on our podcast called The Captain's Log. Uh, so you guys should go check out that. But the short of it is he's been looking to buy a ranch out in Wyoming, which is where my parents live. Apparently he's already bought it, I think. I don't know. Um but my parents have mentioned him the past couple months of being like, oh, yeah, he was in town this week. He did a free concert and stuff like that. So apparently my parents went out to lunch, and I'm not sure if he was there first or they were there for first. Um, but my mom ended up realizing that he was heading directly behind them and, like, talking about school. Googling options for his his kid. And so my parents, being the religious people that they are, were like, hey, you guys should come out to our our church. And uh, they invited him out to church and apparently gave him uh, their number. And he took it down and saved it in his phone and stuff. So... 
Did they get his number? I I doubt it. I doubt Do it. Do they have any pictures? Uh, my mom. Because I, <laughs> I still. The typical picture that I wanted to see, my mom was like, "I decided to not get a picture because I think it would be too tacky." Is that something people do? Is that, is that like she did? She 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 doesn't know. That's like yes, people want to see pictures of that stuff. But she did happen. <laughs> I don't know. Picture didn't happen. Right, she she did happen right. to get a picture like over her shoulder, like a creepy like I'm spying on you picture of 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 like I see that he's like behind me. I'm kind of taking a selfie, but he's behind me here. That's him there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so awkward, creepy selfie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, proof. so you have seen proof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we okay. double checked it on the on the captain's log last night because uh, Melissa was like, "Have you seen any news articles of him being out in Wyoming? That just seems like a strange place for him to be." I was like, "I mean, I have." I don't know for up. him. Well, for he's already very strange to guy. look for a ranch. Yeah, like if if he's out in Wyoming looking for a ranch, I imagine he just wants to get away from people, you know, lots of space to do whatever he does. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? But he's been out there. That was a wild. The strange thing was that my parents didn't tell me for like two days. Just like didn't think anything <laughs> of it i was like oh, oh you yeah. know an average day of meeting kanye yeah, yeah. but by the way a couple days ago we met kanye west uh just thought you ought to know <laughs> yeah also we met paul mccartney last week right yeah no big <laughs> i was like oh my god this is wild no idea so yeah that's that's been my week of just coming to t- t- terms with that <laughs> well that's such an exciting time exactly it'd be yeah. awesome if he does follow through and text them right or like shows up to, to, to their tiny ch- church and is just like hey i'm kanye <laughs> he would give the biggest donation to them that would yeah. be wild yeah uh but let's see Let's talk about some video games. Ignacio, since you were not here yeah. last week, let's start out with you. Let's 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 check in and see what you've been playing. Okay, so like I said, this week I haven't been able to play much, but last week I finally finished Ocarina of Time. Okay. Hey, Took a while, but it's done. What did you do? Okay, so I have that one. Okay, so have either of you played Ocarina of Time? Yes. Many moons I ago. Played- I played it on the 3DS up to the Ghost Temple. The Ghost? Oh, okay. Many, many well, months ago when I was a young lad. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my first time. So, after I finished the game, I still stand with what I said last time. I think that people who say that this is one of the best games of all time are heavily influenced by nostalgia. That being said, in the context of when this game came out, all those years ago. Yes, I think this is a great game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I grew up with this era of games, N64, PS1. I uh, never got the the chance to play it, though. So I know what games were like then, back then. So playing through Ocarina of Time, knowing what games were like back then, I do appreciate what the game did. 
I love the story that the game was trying to do, mm-hmm. and I appreciate what what the things the game was trying to do. Uh, how basically the world goes to ruins when you suddenly leave, and now it's up to you to save everyone. I love how open the game is, but it still manages to tell a compelling story. I love how Link interacts with all of these characters he meets, yeah, who all have their own backstories, and you actually start to care for what happens to them. Uh, yeah, I love the sor- the puzzles and all that, the open world, like I said. Uh, I really enjoyed the game. Like, there you go. Having gone through all of that, I can say I really enjoyed the game. How how do you think it controlled? Because that that is one of the things that I feel like w- wouldn't hold up or hasn't hold up. I, I guess I've not gone back to yeah. play it, but I imagine that would be one of the tough spots. Just like yeah, how do you make this work. That's one of my complaints, actually. What did you play uh, on? Uh, 3ds. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like that so, was a better control scheme, only because you had more. F- no, you didn't have more face buttons. Uh, never mind. Continue. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I mean, I know what the N64 controller was like, so I can't imagine playing that game in that controller, that terrible controller. Actually. <laughs> so. That's one so of my biggest good. complaints is that it's so bad it's good mm. <laughs> no it isn't no it isn't okay so that goddamn camera i okay so i know the n64 had only one stick but i wish somehow the game had a better camera control mm-hmm. i constantly had to press the look button just to have the camera pointing towards where i wanted to yeah and aiming in that game is so bad <laughs> even with the gyroscopes it's not good yeah I, I I think that game would be fantastic if they remade it in the in the same sense that they remade Link's Awakening. Yes, not yeah, not, not in the same style, but just like, hey, we're remaking this game with modern controls and and stuff like that. I I I still think that that game would be like this is fantastic. Yeah, because what. What is in the actual game, I think it's really good even mm-hmm. even now. But technical stuff is what's like uh, dragging it down for me. Okay. For example... That makes sense. Uh, another criticism I have is the checkpoint system. For example, I died in le- the last battle mm-hmm. and it dropped me like two levels earlier. And that was so so annoying. And also, even if you save in a certain area, if you boot up the game again, it will start you in one of two areas, depending on if you are a young Link or a tall Link. Yeah. Or unless you're in a dungeon where it it puts you at the start of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And that was really annoying. I, I had to leave my 3DS on for a long time just because I didn't want to Man. go all the way back. Remember how that wasn't during the water temple, right? No, I mean, if you're in a temple and you start again, you boot up the game again, you start at the beginning of the temple. If you're in the overworld and say you are a young link and you are in one of these towns, Mm -hmm. if you boot it up again, you start back at the first town, at the first place, at the one of the villages. I don't remember the name. 
wild. And if okay. you're at Old Link, you start back at the temple, at the time temple. I I remember having to leave like my N64 on or my PlayStation 2 on because it was like I know the save spots is like nowhere near me. I I don't want to lose where I'm at. I haven't done that yeah. in years though. Yeah, no, but you can save in the game whenever you want. Actually, the pause button is just the save button. Another save button gives you right then the option to save. Even if you save wherever you are, if you boot it up again, you start in one of two places if you're not in a dungeon. That's weird. Yeah. Um, the other problems are the final battle could have been better. I was expecting more. Uh, yeah, and the only other problem is that the game not always is very good telling you where to go. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they people tell you where you have to go, and the map actually tells you where you have to go. But sometimes you have to figure it out, or it's more complicated than that. Yeah. But that being said, I did really enjoy the game. That's kind of an issue, I think, with some of those Zelda games, right? Where I, I think, yeah, even in Link's Awakening, there were times mm-hmm. it was it was like. Okay, you just completed that thing, and then there was no mm-hmm. instruction of like where to go next or what to do next, and then it's like, or okay, it's way I, too vague. Yeah, or it's just yeah. like it's that way, mm. and it's like, okay, I'll head that way, and hopefully run into the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on Ocarina of Time. There you go. Now you can add that. Yep. To the list of games you've beaten. Yeah, third Zelda game I've beaten, actually. And I'm looking forward to the fourth. There you go. Yeah. Next right. up is Luigi's Mansion, which I know you guys talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, I haven't had much time to play video games, so I only play like 20, 30 minutes of the game. Okay. And I gotta say... Uh, not really enjoying it that much. Interesting. Have you played the yeah. previous ones? No. No? This is actually the first one. Okay. I, I'd i say it picks up after you get everything. Once what you, do you mean everything? Once you get the vacuum, once you get Gooigi, and start okay. really going through the hotel, because that's really early on too. I yeah. think by the first hour, you have everything that you need to get through the, all the game. Yeah, but once you start getting to the the themed floors, it gets really good. Yeah, actually, my biggest problem with the game is that I don't like the controls. Yeah, the control. I don't think control, the controls. Controls well. are very clunky. That's for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, it's it's like the first five floors are kind of the tutorial stages of just like, hey, here we're gonna teach you how to walk around and move. We're going to teach you how to use Goigi. We're going to teach you how to use the plunger and and stuff like that. It kind of sets everything up. Uh, And then after that, like Fellor 6 and above, they're all fantastic. Um, And I have a lot. Well, uh, I hope that that. I'm going to give it more more time. I'll give it a try. Just stick with it. Try get through i think floor two or three and then decide from there if you want to keep playing 
Yeah, it's, it's but not even that long to get past those like initial tutorial stages, like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah hopefully that I can. Right. Play, hopefully, I can play more this week because Pokemon comes out this Friday. Oh my god! And so oh my god! Games. Yeah, so yeah, many games. I much rather play Pokemon. See, I'm ready for Star Wars. Oh, right. Friday, too. Yep. Well, and the Mandalorian uh, is like three days before that, too. Oh, my God. Oh, this week's <laughs> going to be crazy. Ugh. Yeah. Well, and last game is Death Stranding. I only played one Death hour. Death Stranding. So. I'm like three so Cal, you... hours in. Okay. So you played more than me. Uh, Yeah, so I... I was hoping to be a little bit farther uh, in mm-hmm. uh, in the game than I am right now. I was hoping to play it last night, uh, but I ended up playing The Last of Us DLC. Uh, so I'll, I'll get to that stuff in a second. But Death Stranding, I'm really liking it so far. Um, really? Yeah, I'm three hours in. I think the story is fascinating. Uh, they are nailing the atmosphere in in the game. It's it's sci-fi. There's uh, like horror stuff. It's just I I want to know what is happening, why it's ha- happening, all of the, 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 the that stuff. Uh, and they're really selling me on that. That being said, I think in those first three hours, there's. I don't know, half an hour, forty minutes of actual gameplay. It, like it's, it's yeah. Actually, not I, th- that I much. thought it, it was going to be this. To be honest, um, which is disappointing, but it's to be expected, I think, from Kojima. Yeah, it's a Kojima game. Yeah, because uh, I, I think it was what Metal Gear Solid Four that had that cutscene that was like two hours long. Yeah. Oh God. So oh my yeah, God, that's. Sounds very Kojima. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah. it's a lot of exposition at that at the start. It's a lot of uh, just explaining well, ex- what things are. Is there a lot of explaining though? Because I played one hour, and every minute there's not a time where I'm not saying what the hell is going on. Well, yeah. So like I, the the game just drops you at the world. I who was I? listening to was it it may have been waypoint people over at waypoint or maybe the people over at game informer i don't remember uh but they 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 brought something up that i thought was it it on the nose in most games and stuff like that your character does not know what is happening right like this Mm -hmm. is new them they're in some new situation and you're exploring and uncovering the story with them as it happens whereas Mm -hmm. in death stranding sam seems to already know what's happening he seems to know every like all of the characters know exactly what's happening and you don't Mm -hmm. and so they're talking about all of the stuff and it's it for, for for me at least, it's fascinating to see them talk about it and see what this story 
is, but I feel out of the loop. Yeah. So. Okay, so you, do you think you'll play more? Yeah. Yeah, because you liked it, right? Absolutely. I think after we get done recording this, I'm going to spend the rest of the day doing nothing but Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still debating on whether or not continue, continuing in now because uh, I know the game is very long mm -hmm. and I'm not going to have much time this week either. And also, I want to play Last Jedi yeah. when it comes out on Friday. So I've been actually debating on whether I should stop playing Death, Death Stranding and then pick it up again on December where there are no newer games coming out yeah yeah i mean it's it's gonna be a long game i'm still kind of slowly but surely playing through persona 5 haven't made it no. any oh boy progress okay. in that in a long time you are taking on so many long games yeah yeah just like one one weekend i'm gonna be like i'm gonna play persona all day saturday and then the next week and weekend is going to be like, all right, I'm going to play Death Stranding all day on Saturday. And then, yeah, so we'll see. I I, so, I think Death Stranding will be a good one to play kind of slowly. So three hours scene, are you still on the prologue? Uh, I'm, I think I'm at the start of chapter three. Chapter three? I think, yeah. Okay. So, we'll see. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Uh, well. But let's see. I also mentioned The Last of Us. I finally uh, re-beat The Last of Us because I've been playing that with a friend of mine. Uh, what would they think of it? She loved it. She thought it was amazing. Nice. Um, nice. It, it, this was maybe a little bit more intense than she would have liked, but I like made mm -hmm. sure I was like, "Hey, this is a really intense g game. I I know you're not super into like the hyper v v violent stuff." Um, and she she was like, "Yeah, you tried to warn me. <laughs> it was still a lot." <laughs> uh, but she ended so up was it really still as you? What 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 was, was it that? Was it still as emotional for you playing it again? Yes. As it was in the first time? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I think when I played it the first time, I didn't really put much thought into what Joel was doing. I just kind of played it and was like, all right, yeah, these are the bad guys. I'm supposed to go beat the bad guys. Uh, and kind of since then, having it linger, right, and just be like, huh. Maybe he didn't do the right thing. Maybe he did. Yep. But either way, he's just really selfish and he's not a great person. Like he 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 has good intentions, sure, but I mean that's the one of that game though. Like there's such no a, true bad yeah. guy. Yeah, the, the world has gone to shit. Difficult. Good and bad are all greener position. Yeah. So but, everybody uh, has good reasons and bad reasons for what they're yeah. doing. It's just what is of a world that is like that yeah in a more extreme world not like every, today world but like mm -hmm. much more extreme circumstances what is it like when everybody has good intentions and bad intentions for how to bring humanity back from the mm -hmm. brink yeah yeah so we ended up liking that a lot 
that was my second time playing Heruit. But last night we played the DLC, which is entitled Left Behind. That was the first time that I had played that one. Uh, really? Yeah, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's really good. It's it's a story that we kind of like. If if you've played through the Last of Us and you haven't played the DLC, it's a story that is mentioned, uh, and you mm-hmm. know what happens. It's just the the like the tension of actually g- 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 getting to see it as it unfolds. So the the story. Goes back and forth between uh, the part in The Last of Us where Joel falls from like the second story of the laboratory onto that like metal rebar pipe, yeah, uh, and he's hurt really badly and he passes out. And Ellie has no idea what to do, so she has to go find stuff to stitch him up and make sure he stays alive um and it then does a bunch of flash backs to before ellie met joel and it's her time with the character riley which we don't get to see in the main story uh, but Ellie mentions her multiple t- <laughs> times. She's like, oh, I knew so- someone that was really into video g- 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 games, and they knew everything about th- this one. There's this character named Angel Knives and this and that and stuff, you, you know. Uh, and then at the yeah. end of the g- 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 game, e- Ellie kind of retells that story of just like, hey, I knew someone we both got bit at the same time she didn't make it and i'm still waiting on my time Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it 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 was fantastic i think it was told beautifully yep so i agree well it's awesome to hear that from the perspective of a friend who she doesn't play games too much right she was just watching you play this Every so, now and then, then then she'll be like, oh, yeah, I know who Cuckoo Clap Trap is. And I was like, you've played Borderlands? Since when? You didn't <laughs> tell me this. <laughs> so it's awesome to hear about how she thought of the story as somebody who hasn't played too many games and that the story yeah. is still told that well where it's like watching a movie, a yeah. long movie. Th- yeah, mm. that's a- exactly what it was. I, 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 I was like, this is probably going to be like watching a TV show for yeah. you mm-hmm. um, except you can hear me cussing at the screen when i continually mm-hmm. die i'm like how the fuck am i supposed to <laughs> god damn it <laughs> yeah it was good it was fun we had a blast awesome yeah uh mick what yes. about you so i've been i beat gooey Luigi's Mansion 3, rap Luigi. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. I stand Luigi's Gooigi. sexy maid service. <laughs> God, I wish Luigi was a sexy maid. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I will make sure I... to edit that one out. <laughs> no, yeah, leave, leave, it was, leave it in. Leave it in. I played some Modern Warfare, the new one. I've been slowly nice. getting through that one. It's a lot of fun. I 
think it's a return to form for modern war, or for Call of Duty campaigns. Big fun, interactive, mm-hmm. not just. How much have you played? I played two or three hours of it. I just did okay. a sniping mission, and I played a mission just before I had to go run some errands about me leading a woman through. I think you were talking about this, Ignacio. Mm-hmm. Did you play it in Modern Warfare? Yeah, I think. I stopped right before the sniping mission. So you played the mission where you led a woman through the embassy just through cameras. Oh, no. Through an- no, 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 no. Okay. Cause no. That- the last mission I did was the you storm a place with those suicide drones. Okay, yeah. So a little bit past that. There's yeah. so many, some really neat missions in this game. Like There's one a little bit past where you are, where you're going through a house clearing it uh from terrorist threat and then after that there's another mission uh, where you're in an embassy I, I think i did the house one okay yeah it ends with the woman trying to blow out the house right yes yeah yeah and so you yeah and there's some cool decisions in this too because when you're playing through some of these missions like for that one she's mm-hmm. just in this room and then you have the option to shoot her or not shoot her and i didn't think of that because and like for this woman, if you don't shoot her, she goes for a detonator and blows up a lot of yeah. bombs. Yeah, I didn't want to shoot her. I didn't want the other guy to shoot her. But when it's revealed that she was going to blow up the house, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I made the wrong choice. And then there's another choice later on where there's a car driving by this embassy that you're defending, and you have the option of blowing it up or not blowing it up. I chose to, and they were saying, oh, it might be a suicide car bomber, it might be a car bomber. Get get rid of it now and i said and i chose to wait and it just drove by it was a civilian car hmm. so they have these little choices in this game that hmm. are all scenario based i don't know what happens if you choose to do something or not choose to do something but it's it kind of adds more weight like it's not all you must destroy everything in sight everything is an enemy because there hmm. are some civilians there are some bystanders nearby that would get affected by what's going on but I'm having a great time with it so far, and I'm planning on continuing it uh, after finishing up here. Sounds good. Um, cool. Have you done much of the multiplayer stuff? I played a little bit of it. I love the new 2v2 mode that they have, where you spawn in an arena. It's a small arena. I think you have like 45 seconds to kill the other team or capture a flag. And if nothing happens, then it goes by health. Um, every t- Every round, it's a new loadout. Everybody has the same loadout. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think it's a really unique, unique and fun idea that's really changing up the Modern Warfare multiplayer. It's good because I've, I've heard nothing you, but good things. Are you playing crossplay? I play. Do you have it on? I don't know if I have it on. I need to check, but. I think it asks you. I might have chosen to not do it then. Okay. Just because I wanted to play against Xbox people, and I have mm. had issues on like Fortnite where some modes they don't have enough people, so they'll fill it in with other people, and then you'll be mm-hmm. completely destroyed by PC players. Yeah, that was the problem I had. I only I've only played the multiplayer game the multiplayer once, and I was actually playing with Andy Cortez, mm-hmm. so we had people from his chat joining, and we had PC players on the opposite side and we got wrecked every time i don't think we won one 
because I mean, people will try and say that it's equal, but no. If you have a mouse and keyboard, you will wreck shop. So I mm. just didn't choose to do that out of I don't want to have a terrible multiplayer experience by knowing somebody has a substantial advantage over me. Yeah. But if I play against somebody on PlayStation, then that's fine. So mm. if they had an option of choosing, I just want to play against PlayStation people, then I would choose that. Yeah. Doesn't Fortnite do that? Or am I mistaken? Fortnite does have cross-play. And you, it chooses at first to go choose people who are playing on your console. And then yeah. it branches out. But doesn't don't you have the option to not play with PC players, but with console players? I haven't. Or am I making it. that up? You might be making it up. Okay. But I'm not. I don't want to say for certain yet. I'm not going to call you a liar yeah. just yet. <laughs> I'm not going to call you a liar, but <laughs> but, but you're just a liar. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you're a liar with an asterisk. Okay, <laughs> I'll take that. Um, so yeah, I I want to look into that a little bit more, but I mean, so far I've been playing the campaign. I love the campaigns. They haven't played for the past four or five Modern Call of Duties, but I'm glad I'm getting back into it. Mm. Um, other than that, I've been playing A Hat in Time, which I started. I've been streaming it, and this is a fun 3D platformer game where you're exploring a nice open area. It's very much like a modern day Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, so it's, just like like that. Yeah, and it first came out on PC, but they said for a while they're going to come out on Switch, and they finally did a couple weeks ago. And yeah. it's finally, it was like a long time ago. Yeah, they announced it at least a year ago. Like it's coming to Switch, and said eventually. Yeah, with its DLC, but now it's out. I think it's great. I think it's a lot of fun. It's cute. It's charming. It's something that I've been craving for for a while. It's like. A fun little 3D platformer game that is just a collect-a-thon. Mm-hmm. And that isn't too hard to control. Okay. But I'm going to leave this game as a streaming game, so I'll just be playing it on my streams. Oh, you stream? Yeah. Yeah? Where? Oh, you know, a little place called twitch.tv slash the nanobiologist. Oh, nice. Where you can, if you subbed me at $5, you can get a cute corgi emote. Nice. Ooshi. And... <laughs> Other than that, so a best friend uh, created a 3D printer, 3D printing model of something for your Switch called the Switch Fix. And it's something that holds your Pro Controller and the, your Switch in it. You see it out? It is out. He started Switch. Uh, it's on. Uh, oh, I need to look up the. I'll send you guys a link to it, but you can pre order it. And I think right now it's first come, first serve. Um, I got a Founders Edition, so I think it's just. Uh, you can get it engraved. I didn't. I just have it saying it's just a founder's edition for me. But it is amazing. If you like to play Switch and handheld, it is a must-get. Interesting. Yeah, it looks great. I've been wanting to get one for a long time, but yeah, it was only for certain people. Yeah, uh, he was making it for uh, influencers, especially best friends. So he made some for kind of funny people, mm-hmm. the what's good girls some other people but now it's a mass market thing and i think it's a fantastic accessory oh yeah i'll look into the i know i'll be playing a lot of my switch over the holidays yeah so yeah if i kyle i think you should get it if you're gonna be traveling you have a pro controller yeah so it i don't know how much i forget off the top of my head how much it is but it's not that bad okay 
but I'll send you guys links. And if you want to look oh. for it, it's called Fixture S1. Fixture S1. Yes. There you go. And that's really about it. Okay. Uh, well, a little bit of housekeeping for you guys. Just a reminder that we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots, uh, including The Captain's Log, The Review Show, and The Reactor Core. Uh, so you guys should absolutely go check out all of those on our website, thewhatnots.com, uh, as well as your podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots, and you can find all of our shows right there. Uh, and if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us. The $1 tier gets you access to early episodes. The $3 tier gets you all kinds of exclusive content. We'll, we'll, we'll have to start uh, talking about what we want some exclusive content for crossplay to be. Figure out mm. something we can do with that. Um, yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, we also okay. want to give a big shout out to our patrons at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam and C- Christine uh, for helping us out and keeping the mics on. We love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, news stuff this week. Mick, you normally take this away. I'm actually going to toss this first one to Ignacio, okay. though. We saved this story from last week uh, while Ignacio was out of town. But you wanted to talk about the Yakuza 7 box art stuff. Yeah, strap in, boys, because it's my time now. Buckle up, boys. Buckle up. I'm ready. Okay, so, uh, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, uh Sega released uh gameplay gameplay footage for Yakuza 7. So a bit of a backstory for Yakuza 7. The game was first released last year and the only thing we knew back then was that there was going to be a new protagonist. First announced um, back then, not re- yeah, released. Yeah, when it was first announced. Yeah, so we knew that there was going to be a new character which would be different from the one that has been there since the beginning, which is Kazuma Kiryu, who's no longer part of the series. So that's what we first knew. Then, like a couple months ago, it was revealed that the game was going to be, instead of the typical kind of like beat-em-up kind of like action game, it was going to be more similar to an RPG with turn-based uh, style. So that's all we knew back then. So we didn't actually knew, know what it was going to look like, that type of game with an RPG uh, turn-based style. But now that the gameplay has been shown, we know more about what actually is in the game or how it actually looks. And, uh, I'm seeing that you deleted my notes. I tried I to like sh- sh- shorten it up a bit. I might have deleted something that you were looking for. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. So we now know what the game looks like. Uh, the gameplay. It is turn-based, as you might expect. But it actually kind of combines the turn-based with the regular gameplay of the Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like... It is still the same gameplay, but in, but 
it is actually turn-based. The, the other characters actually keep moving when you're in your turn. So that's one thing. Uh, I couldn't tell really what the options, what options you had because the the live stream was in Japanese. Uh, what else? Okay, so the gameplay, it it is different from the other ones, but so far with what I've seen, I'm not as worried worried as I was before. It does look okay for now. Yeah, from from what you had written down here and what I've seen online, it looks like it is turn-based. However, it looks like yeah. it's like the 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 way they're doing that turn bait. Like characters aren't standing still, right? Like it's not yeah, like they a are la, 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 It's not a la, 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 la line of your characters versus a la, la line of the bad g- 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 guys, right? It's mm-hmm. they're kind of moving around and stuff like that. So there, there is this this sense of like of three D space fluidity. that you're gonna be yeah, yeah like fluidly yeah. moving around in, mm-hmm. and I think that will be neat. Yeah, and that was actually uh, one of the best things of the last game games was its fluid gameplay. So it looks like at least it's retaining some of that. Now, reading from the notes I have here, the open world is similar to that of Yakuza 6 or Judgment. It is that seem to look to be in the same en- engine as those games. The game still has random encounters, like last time. You actually see your enemies out, out in the streets. The city shown is the port city of Yokohama. Yokohama. And it will be three times bigger than Kamurucho. Kamurucho is actually the town where most of the other games have taken place either completely or partially. Mm-hmm. So it's three times bigger than that city. Um, some activities you have, you can go watch movies. That's new. You have to try to not fall asleep. Shipmen actually <laughs> appear around you and you have to make them go away Sheep by men. pressing their corresponding buttons. I, so I'm, typical Yakuza stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm it, it's uh, what's his name? What was the the character's name? The like really flamboyant one that would like jump out at you and uh, that's uh, try and fight you. Majima Goro. Yes, I Majima. I imagine like a character like him in this like sheep outfit, just being like, Wah! yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another sad activity that was shown was karaoke. So karaoke is back. I think it has been in every other Yakuza game, but it's good to see it in this one. It works similar to how it did in Yakuza 6. But now, since you have other party members, you have them with you when you go singing and they will cheer you on. Nice. So that's nice. (laughs) Instead of just being a Yakuza member in a suit, just singing your heart out all alone. (laughs) Oops, I uh, did it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, the karaoke is one of my favorite parts of the Yakuza games. Those games it's one are of the so first things wild. I do. I've I've only yeah. played uh, Kiwami One, the the f- yeah. first one, but it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kiwami One has I think my favorite one, my favorite karaoke songs. 
Yeah. Okay, so on to the really juicy stuff. Here we so, go. spoilers for Yakuza 6 ahead. So, if you look at the Yakuza 7 box art, you will spot a familiar face, or more specifically, a familiar hair. Jun Gihan, the dude with the white hair and leader of the Korean mafia and owner of Stardust in Yakuza 6, appears in the box art. Mm-hmm. He actually died from a shot in the head at the end of Yakuza 6. I, th- so I he's thought that it had said Starburst. It's like, oh, they made no, the Starburst candy. <laughs> no, it's a nightclub called Stardust. Okay. <laughs> so in Yakuza 6, after you finish his boss fight, he is shot in the face. There's no way he could be alive. So this might suggest that the game is taking place before Yakuza 6. So that's interesting. Okay. What if he has yeah, a twin? And it's also not... nah. Evil twin. That guy is evil already. A good t- twin. <laughs> a good twin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... So, seeing all the other trailers and the new character, it was looking more like the game wasn't going to have any connection to the regular Yakuza series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is even more supported with the fact that I don't know if it's in the West or in Japan, but in one of those places, it's not called Yakuza 7. It's actually Yakuza something else. But it's nice to see that there will be at least some connection to the other Yakuza games. Because Judgment, which is a game that actually takes place in the same world and in the same city, mm-hmm. it doesn't have any connection other than that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I have to say. There you go. Mm-hmm. Take us away, Mick, with the rest of the news then. Okay. So next up is popular Fortnite YouTuber has been permanently banned for cheating. So Jarvis on the Phased Clan, uh, who had nearly 2 million subscribers on YouTube, has been permanently banned after using aimbots which is something that will automatically track your enemies and aim for their heads or aim for certain spots and get easy shots and kills on so people have been saying it's unfair because he makes a living on this off this game like ninja was saying that he should be considered differently because he's making a living and not a casual player others are saying good or saying it should have just been a temporary ban because they were being too harsh yeah, um, it's... but there have been some other people who were cheated and banned only temporarily and allowed to play during the World Cup later on. So it's weird how this is developing overall. Yeah, I, I think with Ninja's comments, because I, I didn't hear about this at all until Ninja started commenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think his his comments are are actually kind of interesting. I, I don't know how I feel about them exactly. I, I I think I understand where like the point he's trying to make, where he's more of an entertainer rather than a competitive player. Like he's not trying to win tournaments with this per se. But he, but no. Faze is on a professional team. Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't he playing 
like non-competitive when he was using the M-Bots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I was. I think that's what I read. Yeah, like he, he was just making a video for his YouTube channel being like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to download these aimbots and see what they do, right? Um, and yeah, so it's this weird thing of like, well, yeah, duh, you cheated. There's going to be consequences. Uh, it doesn't really matter if it's competitive play or not the terms of service of the game is like yeah we do, we don't stand cheating like yeah uh apparently epic commented and was like yeah we have a zero tolerance policy um blah 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 but then yeah i like this article uh which we got from polygon uh mentions that yeah there are other professional players who have used cheating software and stuff in actual tournaments and only got a temporary ban uh and were later allowed to play during the world cup so i Mm -hmm. to me that's the strange thing of, of like if you have a zero tolerance policy sure you you have to give consequences across the board but shouldn't that be the same no matter what then or i don't know but like yeah well maybe do we know they have... he got in trouble beforehand and like this is the mm-hmm. final straw or well, they have been lax with him so he posted a video uh basically being like hey i've been banned uh, this is the first time anything like this has happened. I've never used cheating software before, uh, and I the video is in in the article and it's up on his YouTube page. I'm sure you all can find it. Um, but he like he seems genuinely upset. Like he's crying in in this video of of well, of, I mean, of, I w- of just like I'd be. I, I'd like, be crying too if I lost my livelihood. Yeah, he looks shook of of, of just like I I honestly didn't think this would have this big of of an effect. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, we should pity him and stuff like that. But he he does genuinely seem like he just made a mistake and didn't think about it rather than like hey i'm gonna cheat to win to further Mm -hmm. my career or Mm -hmm. something like that so it's an interesting situation yeah yeah but i'm of the mindset of he cheated so adios yeah i don't Uh, know about you guys there 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 absolutely needs to be some kind of concept yeah there needs to be a punishment but well i think it, well, it has to be the uh, same one for not just for people who play professionally but what do you do for people who just aimbot and are playing casually do you ban them completely because that it should be the same consequence no matter what and yeah people did get um temporary bans beforehand so maybe they're just cracking down now to because they might have seen a big resurgence of it in people so they're saying he's like kind of like an example of it yeah yeah well you could, in the case of Epic, you couldn't like make the reasoning that because this guy is so popular and because he's playing against 
random people and not in a control setting like it's in a tournament, it is affecting them more because if, I don't know, say I'm playing against that guy and I keep losing against him, I'm going to be dissuaded to keep playing the game because I'm yeah. starting to feel that the game is unfair. So it would be, in the end, affecting Epic in a way. So I could see Plus, why they are treating this situation different mm -hmm. from the others. Plus, if he's making if he's making videos with an aimbot thing, yeah, then that's giving people the wrong impression if they're finding his videos and giving people the wrong impression of the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just false advertising for them as well. Yeah. Because if yeah. people like these professional players who were cheat, found cheating beforehand, not making videos, then that might be the reason why they're banning him because he's falsely advertising their game. And also showing in a bad light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think something like maybe six months to a year-long ban would have been fine. Uh, yeah. Maybe actually f f fine him something. Like, hey, you not only have the ban, but here's a, a fine. You can't do that. You know? Yeah. You know, owe mm -hmm. us a certain amount of money for damages mm. or something i don't know yeah they could sue him for damages actually i think but i mean we'll see how this all plays out it's gonna i think if they start finding players like this it's gonna be really pushing esports into the realm of sports because which is kind of what they want like, <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. and right now sports teams if you mess up if you break the rules in a bad way You're you fine. get fined yeah. a lot of money Granted, the pool mm. is not nearly as big, but yeah, I could see that happening eventually. Yeah. Yeah. The industry is still so new. Who knows how it will be in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, speaking of people who are leaving the industry, forcefully or not, Gio Corsi has departed PlayStation. And he was the global second party games head of PlayStation. So this has kind of been like a max ex mass exodus of heads of playstation leaving one after another oh what is going mm. on at playstation because the the next story we have at after this is gorillas herman holst t takes over sony worldwide studios as shuhei yoshida champions the indies there's all sorts of yeah, shake-ups mm. yeah yeah well, for for that case, uh, Yoshida and Herman Hulse, I think that has more to do with restructuring, restructuring the company, preparing for the new console. Yeah. And Gio, of course, it could be, there could be something like else there. Yeah. But who knows? It's, it, could be, it could be the tea leaves that we're reading, or it could just be, like I've heard other people say, where they are such higher ups in this place. Mm -hmm that there is no other way for them to go unless the higher-ups above them quit. Like, there's no room yeah. for promotion. So they just want to keep on developing because they don't want to stay stagnant at PlayStation. They already did a great job with this generation that the only way they can really go is either down or move somewhere else and build that place up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's arguable, I think, that Shuhei is now almost doing what Geo kind of did in 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 not for second party stuff but for third parties so it's it's kind of a demotion 
but I don't think it actually is. It, it's just like, hey, we're putting you over here on this one thing, kind of getting you out of the way. That makes sense. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing with Shuhei is PlayStation at first for PS4, they were pushing indies hard. Yeah. And then yeah. as the generation went along, they almost abandoned them all. And now mm -hmm. the indies are really going to Xbox mm -hmm. and Nintendo for more advertising and that support that they used to get from PlayStation at first. So having somebody with the foresight as Shuhei who can give them good advice and how to really develop for the platform, it's not really a... I, could be seen as a demotion, but it can also be seen as he's going to make their indie game and help boost indie games so much more in that role. Oh yeah, and don't get me yeah. wrong. Like it's not I'm it's it's not me saying oh he's going to do a bad j -j job or stuff no. like that or like, you know you know they're kind of putting him off in this thing that doesn't really matter. I think he's going to knock it out of the park. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's so weird to see all of that happening, and then let's not forget that about a month ago sean layden left the company to almost no fanfare uh yeah that's so weird that was very strange and that was the same day that uh at at sushi marita retired uh who yeah that was our retirement so it, it's just I don't think that there's just so many people I, leaving or changing or the do, only do, do, one do, I think we need to be like concerned that. about is what happened with Sean Layden because mm -hmm. there was no fanfare there's no yeah. press release yeah. about it he just left it they put a out weird. a quick tweet yeah so either yeah. he was I suspect that he was supposed to be the one taking over the indie role that Shuhei's taking mm -hmm. but he did not want to do it and he just left and that shook up their plans. And now we're kind of seeing some aftermath. And Shuhei seems like a guy who is very loyal to PlayStation for his many mm -hmm. years there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And will stick with it no matter what to make sure that PlayStation succeeds. But I think yeah. that Sean Layden was supposed to take over that role, saw it as the emotion or something that he just did not want to do and just left. Yeah. Yeah. Shuhei's situation looks more like this is what the, what the company needs now. Yeah. They realized how big the indies were at the beginning for the PlayStation 4. And they've noticed that they have been dropping that ball. So they need now to pick that ball back up. And they would need Shuhei to do that. Yeah. And indie developers have been complaining about how much, how lack of support they've had from PlayStation lately. Yeah. So yeah. They, are, they are getting hammered on that front. Mm-hmm. Well, the PlayStation 5 is coming very soon. So we know they are getting ready for all of well, that stuff within next year, one yeah. year away from it. Yeah, but they're they're. Yeah, I'd say November probably next year. They're starting to plan for all of that stuff and put the right chess pieces in the right positions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So who knows? But does does like how does all of this stuff make you feel about PlayStation Five? Like. Does does this give you hope that they know what they're doing? Is this worrying to you? What do you guys think? I got burned once by a console switch from because I was a huge 360 fan. I'm still an Xbox One fan, but mm -hmm. the way that they entered that generation—I mean, same from PS2 to PS3. Right. Yeah. There's always one console that decides to get way too uppity mm -hmm. and mess it up completely on the when they hit the reset button. So, 
taking both of these with a grain of salt and there's always some changes in leadership before a new console generation but i mean yeah. i'm still gonna be approaching both the xbox scarlet and ps5 very cautiously yeah mm. yeah no i like seeing all these recent stuff and not only this but also sony's recent attitude towards how they manage the console stuff how weird they've been acting it it is making me a bit worried about the next the next console mm-hmm. mm. yeah i but, i don't yeah. know if i've really paid attention to what things look like when the console generation is coming to, to, to an end and a new one is about to start i i i don't think i've paid paid att- attention to that in the past I guess I don't really have anything else to compare it to, but in what I would imagine, this just seems strange that it's all happening so fast, like all right around the same time. Yeah. Just like, huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I worry that they are becoming more and more like they were back in 2006 for the release of the PS3, which was... Uh, like a Sony with more hubris and not actually giving people what they want and not doing the right stuff. So I'm worried that they are becoming more like they were last time or back then. That said, I do think promoting Herman Holst is a very smart move. He's, He's been with Gorilla for a long, long time, uh, which has been a first party studio or sony so he's someone that like really really knows sony and knows what they're looking for and stuff like that so i i think he he will fit into that role splendidly so i'm looking forward to that yeah me too he did a great job with the latest gorilla game and Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see that kind of leadership who hasn't always been PlayStation corporate taking over that role, who had, who is a developer and a developer in mind and heart and how they'll approach the next generation and what games they'll produce. Now, I, mm. I, I have a conspiracy theory. Okay? Uh-oh. Time to put Take on your, your tinfoil hats. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if promoting Herman was something that's kind of been in the works for a while and might be part of the reason Death Stranding is on PC. Because Death Stranding is on the same engine that they developed at Gorilla, that Horizon Zero Dawn was on. There's just connections there. I don't know. It might be a stretch conspiracy Mm, thing. Yeah, I think it's more of a stretch. I don't know. But I was just like, huh, interesting. I don't know. But, mm. I mean, it's a smart move because Xbox are probably seeing success by putting their games on PC, and it's just more money. Why would you not uh, well, waste that because money? Because it devalues your own console. That's well, why. Does it, though? Because, Speaking I mean, of... it, you lose money when you create a console. That People create consoles at a yeah, loss. But, but you actually want people to have an incentive to buy your console instead of going somewhere else. So, say if... Right. I don't know. PlayStation and Xbox both have no exclusive games. 
Why would you choose my console over the other one? Services. But both services are kind of the same already. So why would you choose one over the other one? So speaking of all of that stuff, this is something I didn't put on the docket. Uh, but I believe it was... Oh, God, why am I not remembering who it was that said this? But they were talking about putting first-party games on a service like PS Now um, and why PlayStation doesn't want to do that. Uh, and basically, they said they want to keep the launch of those games pure. Like I think they said pure and clean or something like that. What what do you guys think about that stuff? You guys um, know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, yeah. it was an interview with uh, some Sony guy. Let me right? look it up. Yeah, let's see. About adding games to PS Now, re- more recent games to PS Now, kind of mm-hmm. like what they did with God of War, adding it recently. I feel like this is a misspeak, like when they said, I feel like this is like a similar misspeak to when they were speaking about cross-play and they said, no, we want to keep the kids safe. Like, (laughs) I feel like it's just a misspeak because, yes, it makes sense that they don't want to put them on uh, PS Now because, I mean, it might mean less money for them, what have you, especially for these huge, huge uh, releases for first-party games. But I feel like they're seeing the success and the popularity of Game Pass, even though they are doing better on PS Now than Game Pass because of installer base size yeah. alone. But I feel like popularity alone and public incentive saying, oh, Xbox puts all their games on day and date on this service. Why doesn't PlayStation do it? And they're getting that negative press because of it. Yeah. Which is why we are starting to see them slowly change the way they're doing it with now they're putting a couple games on there a month that are on there for a couple months that are PlayStation exclusives and incentivizing people to get this program. And uh, So according to usgamer.net, Eric Van Allen wrote an article uh, about all of this stuff and he says sony's playstation now service has been doing quite well the game streaming service has seen a significant increase in service thanks in part to the addition of more recent blockbusters like god of war like god of war and playstation ceo jim ryan says it it hit 1 million customers uh, blah blah blah. Where was the quote that I was looking for? It doesn't sound like Sony is looking at that kind of service for PS Now yet. I think that's in. Let's see. Let me back up a little bit here. Um, while PS Now is more comparable to Microsoft's Project X X Cloud than the uh, than the Ultimate Game Pass, the latter has been getting noticed for its day one availability fidelity of major first-party xbox games like gears 5 it doesn't sound like sony is looking at that kind of service for ps now yet though um god where is that quote god damn it 
Uh, I don't see it here. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh. Uh, we just want to treat them with amazing care and respect and have those launches be clean and pure, Ryan says. So yeah, I, I think what you were mentioning that this just seems baffling. It's, it seems like one of those moments of, yeah, we don't want to do cross-play because we want to protect the children. Just like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's they're just make they make some really weird comments that just don't work well when the public eye. And it might make sense corporately, just not when you're talking to the public and the public sees what do they mean clean launches? Isn't any launch clean as long as there's no glaring bugs in the yeah, game? It, it just it it seems to imply that what he thinks Xbox is doing is dirty right by like hey we have this streaming service and we're putting our first party our first party games on the on there day one right like he like he, he thinks it, it's like a low blow is what what it sounds like yeah it's like oh they're losing money they're not treating their games right yeah which yeah. i don't agree agree with like i i don't have ps now because of that like if 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 they put their first party games on ps now i would subscribe instantly and i would be a customer for a long ass time yeah but maybe you subscribe to ps now but you wouldn't buy the games when they come out so that's kind of the reasoning i think they they are making they, well, I don't sure, think they see that, but they, they as get, a financial. They get my uh, money every month then, instead of like maybe once every four months or six months. They get my money every single month, regardless of if there's something that I'm playing. Yeah, but you have to assume that they, because they had the numbers, they have to. You have to assume that they know that putting the games on PS now when they come out isn't as financially doesn't m- make much financial sense to do that as sure. opposed to just releasing them $60 and not on streaming yeah so I, th- I think part of that is also because we aren't really ready for the streaming future yet right like our mm. I- 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 internet is still not super fantastic it's mm-hmm. we have all data caps and, and stuff like that so I, I think yeah they are hiding behind the numbers in the sense that, hey, it's still more profitable for us to just sell the game regularly. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing to look at, too, stuff. is Xbox, they have money. They are uh, yeah. one unit with Microsoft, and Microsoft is going to throw money at whatever Xbox needs to keep that brand alive and well, and it's not going to be, it's not divided nearly as much as PlayStation and Sony are. Because PlayStation mm-hmm. is like the real money maker at Sony. Yeah, they don't have too many other profitable things right now. Like, yeah, they have other things going on, but it's not nearly as profitable as how Microsoft is as a whole. And so Microsoft can easily support the funding and money, or just money in general, needed to throw money at Game Pass and keep games on there and support for party developers, even when there is not as much money made overall. 
Well, Sony and PlayStation, they just don't have that backbone needed. While their console is doing fantastic this generation, they just don't have nearly as much of that backbone needed to really support yeah. that feature. Yeah. yeah, Xbox has more of the... Can take the bigger risk now, and they can afford it in order to make something greater at the long term, whereas maybe PlayStation does, doesn't have that luxury. Yeah. So that's, okay. what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like That's why they might call it clean, is that they don't want to take that risk. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. PlayStation established themselves a long time ago, and Xbox is still newer, right? And they're mm-hmm. established enough, but, it, right, I, I, I think they're making moves to set themselves up for the future. Yeah, um, and also, we'll see. also Xbox that. being behind the PlayStation, they need to take bigger risks, whereas yeah. PlayStation doesn't need to, and they can comfortably stay at where, where they are now. The only thing is, like, they don't need to take risks, but them not taking risks that everybody else is doing, like crossplay, mm-hmm. for example, that's hurting their image and making yeah, them yeah, look. That's why they had to change their their position yeah so it's like they are way too comfortable at first that mm-hmm. they're hurting their own image right now yeah and they're it's very it's lack of foresight they see the now as why do we need crossplay when we have more people playing when everybody else is saying that's the way the gaming is going so they're settling for now instead of trying to get ready for the future the xbox mm. Did something similar with Xbox going into the Xbox One generation. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens almost every generation where somebody gets too lackadaisical with how they conduct things, get way too comfortable, and then it bites them in the butt really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm afraid of, that Sony is becoming way too comfortable in first place, that they aren't going to do what's needed to keep to keep that spot. They're yeah. becoming too hubris. And it's going to be hard to get them out of that because a new thing came out saying that PlayStation 4 is like one of the top selling consoles of all time. It's now yep. number yeah. four, I think. And PlayStation Something has like yeah. And PlayStation has three of their four consoles in the top five. That's mm. huge. They're a powerhouse, that's for sure. Yep. But they also have that international audience that Xbox doesn't have nearly as much of. Right, yeah. Exactly. All right, so let's move on spe- to the next one. Well, see, so yeah, speaking of best-selling things, hey, there we Super go. Smash Brothers Ultimate has earned the title of best-selling fighter game in history. As it should. Exactly. It's a fantastic game. It finally toppled Street Fighter Two, which sold 15.5 million units after release, after releasing seven unique versions since its launch in 1991. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate didn't spend much time in chasing down that record. It um, it sold 12.8 million units sold just three weeks after its release, and finally beat the record with a whopping 15.71 million copies sold by September 30th. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Jeez, but it's, Good for you. It's a fantastic Nintendo. game, and I think it deserves all the recognition. Yeah. And it's also the better fighting game that's i mean that's up for debate for anybody that's subjective 
I eh. I prefer. You want to fight about it? I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I preferred over the two D fighters that other games are. Like, uh, not just two D fighters, but like just two D arena fighters. Uh-huh. I think Super Smash Brothers mm-hmm. is way much more interactive in eye catching. Mm-hmm. But congratulations, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, fascinating, man. I still remember staying up all night and like having sleep overs playing the original mm-hmm. so good i mean i remember so in college my friends and I, like we i've talked about this several times but we would just play smash bros for hours yeah well that's what we are doing now in college we're playing <laughs> smash for hours yeah it's yeah that, it's just that one pickup game that anybody can play together and the fact that it allows more than two people to play at once is a great party game yeah so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to skip over. have been made and they have been broken. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <For> Smash Bros. <laughs> Any, most Nintendo Party games. Mario Kart with a blue shell. Mario Party yeah. being Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. So, one, one, t- one time, I, I think I was like 13 or 14, I was at a friend's ha- house and we're playing Super Smash brothers on the n64 and uh i i I think it's down to two people and one of the guys that was still in the game was screaming at the uh, 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 other one being like die already die already and 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 as he's saying that uh there was this uh, other kid who was a couple years younger than us he must have been like eight at, at at the time and he walks mm-hmm. in and he, he hears him screaming die already and he thinks he says something else so he re- repeats it and he goes diarrhea <laughs> 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 so funny oh man um have you guys had a chance to play with terry yet yeah i have not no i i did two days ago i think so for some context, Terry Bogart is a new fighter for Smash Bros. Ultimate from uh, SNK fighting games back in the day. He and Sakurai loves Terry and SNK Final f- Final Fight. Is that what he's from? I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's very popular. <laughs> I, he's, I don't even really know who Terry is. But he's a fighting game now Before in another fighting time, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's cool to see that he's added. And they're still supporting this game, and they're yeah. going to be adding more even after the five characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still one away from the five, and then we still have all the other ones that will come later. They didn't even specify how many they're going to add after the five, so it could be yeah. lots. It could be just one or two. It's wild. So mm-hmm. we will see. But speaking Please. of Terry, one of his friends, my. Shiranui is not for good boys and girls, according to Sakurai. <laughs> so, yep. Boobily. Too, too boobily. The, too the, rambunctious. The article that I found from Polygon, uh, they tweeted it out, and their tweet said uh, that her breasts were too boobily. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this was like, so weird too because this is during his super long in-depth direct going over Terry Bogard smashes and, for good boys and girls of many different yeah. ages. <laughs> did and, he really say that? Yes. Yeah. That was yeah, his did. reason for not having my in the game. Have 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 you looked up pictures of of her of her Ignacio? No, but I might do it now. <laughs> uh, She's wearing like a gi, but it's very loosely tied onto her. Yeah, it's just looser c- clothing. She oh, has a lot of yeah. cleavage, and I it's, can see why. Yeah, so they, they were like, "We're not going to include her." Um, apparently, there's been a little bit of confusion over the translation, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I saw that there was an article that came out that was like actually sakurai didn't say that in the japanese thing he said something else uh and then someone came back and said well no he actually kind of did say that uh there is something in in the in the there that directly translates to good children um Mm. so I, i think the idea behind it was just that like hey if we added this character in, we would no longer be able to keep the E for everyone writing, mm-hmm. um, which the game has. And he was yeah. like, this is for, for everyone, for good boys and g- 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 girls <laughs> of many different ages. And the thing is, yeah. she's just going to be a background character. It w- like She was going to barely be in the game at all. Hmm. But still, it would have been well, a doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. Do yeah. you cover her up? You're going to piss someone off. Well, if you I, don't cover her up, you're going to piss someone else off. Yeah, there, there's the, the issue with her outfit of like, well, do you respect the original c- creation and keep the outfit mm-hmm. intact? Or do you change it and piss some people off just to have her in the game? That being said, I think whether she was going to be a character or not... Down the road, there are other SNK fighters in the background of the uh, level. And it's like, everyone is there except Mm. Mai. And so it's like, really? It pops out even more because apparently she is one of the most recognizable characters from the series. Yeah. So her omission, it does pop out. Which is probably why he uh, addresses it immediately during the direct. Yeah. That being Mm. said, apparently the dead or alive developer, Team Ninja, joined in on the fun on on Twitter by noting that you can play as Mai in Dead or Alive 6. And And the company welcomed players to... Quote the world of ad- uh, 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 of adults and and quote while linking to her DLC. <laughs> hmm. They were like, "Hey, you can play as her over here." <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. that was funny. And yeah, Dead or Alive isn't the most kid-friendly game out there. <laughs> no, welcome not to at the all. world of adults. <laughs> But that is some cute little fun that companies are having with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you guys been seeing all the posts that people have been making for Death Straining and, yeah. and adaptations? 
Like the, my favorite one is the Luigi holding a Guigi tank. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the thread for uh, that studied? I I think it was Sucker Punch, with giving yeah. the BB a uh, sword. And yeah. then Gorilla coming out saying, and my bow. And then someone is coming up and then axe. Santa Monica saying, and my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. I love when companies do that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Death Stranding, Kojima Productions could make movies in the future. So during, uh, there was a recent documentary like about BBC. Boobies. Yeah, I, I <laughs> get that out of your mind. This is a they podcast for good boys and girls. In the future. <laughs> this is a podcast for good boys and girls. How so that's you? what BB stands for. for. <laughs> oh, God, boobies. Damn it. <laughs> uh, 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 staying on track, they could make movies, as in motion pictures. And I've seen kind of what they're doing, doing already. See in what the games. kind of movies you're talking about? Okay, shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so it's no hint. It's no stretch of the imagination that Kojima loves movies and wants to make movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he already kind of is doing that. Yeah, with each. If we're being honest. What do you guys think of this? Because. The thing that I've seen people talking about is that, oh, no, we don't want him to make movies. We want him to make a TV show. Like, would, would, I, would you I guys... Think a TV show would be great because yeah. it does give him that extra room to work with. Yeah. But, but overall, it's going to be weird to see him so restrained. See, I'd, mm. I don't know if I actually agree with what people have been saying. I think a lot really? of the the critique that he gets on metal gear solid and in death stranding now is that there's almost too much right like this is a really really long game keeps on adding things there's just all sorts of stuff from all sorts of different genres and locations and who knows what i think if he can make a movie that will help him to learn to stay focused right yeah but i I don't think kojima can keep focused nor do i think he should like i I would much rather i would much rather him have all the time he wants to do what whatever he wants like i don't want him constrained to one hour two hours possibly three hours I want him to have more time, several episodes, several seasons. See, I, I also wouldn't mind that. Don't get me wrong, but I, th- I think that's a, the thing. Is some sometimes he likes to make things so sprawling that what he's mm-hmm. actually trying to say kind of gets watered down, right? Or, or is just. Hey, let's fill all of this with a whole bunch of exposition. Here's a two-hour-long cutscene explaining, yeah. you know, one thing. Here's a half-an-hour thing explaining who this character is, right? Where it's like you don't necessarily like you, you you don't necessarily need all of that to tell your story. In, in fact, mm-hmm. some of these stories can benefit 
by chopping it all out and 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 being like hey i trust the audience to kind of put this together the right way or hey if i'm constrained to only this certain time limit then maybe i'll get down to business and say what 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 i actually need to to say to say and this is where i come in the mindset of this is a wait and see thing i want him to make a tv show and a movie to see how each of them works because him playing him him making games it's hard to translate over to both other to other mediums too Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there is an interactive element involved with games so it's yeah but his game his game i do think translate well to movies i actually in my case i skipped metal gear solid 3 and i actually watched it as a movie and i think it worked well as a movie yeah okay Good stuff. So I don't think you'd lose much with his games. Yeah. Um, but again, he's been such a movie buff that it's going to be really cool to see him make anything, to be honest, mm. mm-hmm. that yeah. with the mindset of a movie and him being such a revolutionary in technology. Death, yeah. st- Death Stranding looks fantastic. I, I, I just have to say, yeah. <laughs> say that again. It looks amazing. So he yeah. definitely has a yeah. knack Stuff and that like opening that. is very cinematic. Oh yeah, exactly. It does open like a movie. I need to watch the opening cinematic still. Yeah, at least at minimum. So, mm. if you guys uh, do, you guys want to move on? Yes. To our sure. last topic. Last so, thing. So to round out the show and what's going to be rounding out the year, Nintendo has announced their Black Friday bundles. And the funny thing is, their big Switch bundle. It's from last year. It's not the yeah. new. Mo- it's not the new Switch model. It's not the one with the extended battery life, but it's basically the same exact one from last year. It's even the same deal. Same exact deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Mario Which Kart Eight with the old model. Is a fantastic deal, but I think it's just important to note for people out there who might be shopping for a mm-hmm. deal on Nintendo Switch. This is. Yeah, the older model, which has the worst b- battery la- 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 la life. Uh, and yeah. this is also the same yeah. model that had the Joy-Con drift problems. I think uh, the other one also had it. Yeah, the the what? Switch Lite has had it as yeah. well. I don't think it's been to the same extent, but... It's, yeah. it's it's just like hey they're trying to clear out their stock of all of yeah this you have stuff. to assume and, that's why so and for the general consumer they won't know to what to look for on the box to figure out if it is the new battery life or not exactly mm-hmm. so it's pretty scummy yeah yeah it sucks but what but... else are you going to do with that stock yeah strip it down for parts yeah. strip <laughs> it for parts mark is <laughs> junk <laughs> yeah put it on uh uh craigslist no but i think that that would be stuck that the um, retailers have not nintendo so they Maybe. would have to ship them back to nintendo for, for them to do anything with those consoles yeah but i mean i think they've been keeping this bundle around since last year they had to have gotten <laughs> new ones to keep up with stock and the demand for black friday hmm. i think that's the thing it's like they don't have so many switch bundles left over from last year 
that they yeah, decided to copy I, and paste it. I don't think it's that exactly. It's it's I in my mind it's more like, hey, we made a deal with a certain company to get this many parts and all of that stuff. So we're still using those parts, um, and hey, we can just use the same deal as we had last time, and we'll just bundle everything together. Right, so it's it's not mm. it's not them just being like, hey, we're just not going to use the parts that we already paid for. Let's just get rid of them. Let's sell them. And do we know if it's actually a bundle and not just them giving you both the game and the console at the same time for I that think, price? I think it is a bundle. I believe it because is it has, a bundle, yeah. It has Mario Kart 8 on the box. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you have to assume that they still have plenty of that stock. Oh. I guess. We'll see. Just something to be aware of. Yeah. You're, you're out shopping this holiday season. In three yeah. weeks. Have fun with Black Friday. I experienced uh, it once and not again. I do see, all I always stuff go digitally. I always go a couple hours after Black Friday starts. So it's not nearly as may- much mayhem. Mm. Yeah. And it's like a fun thing my mom and I do. There yeah. you go. Okay. Well, that is it for the news. Uh, this is typically where we would end the, the, the show. Um, but we are going to be doing a Luigi's Mansion review here at this moment in time. Uh, so if you have not played the game and you don't care for this review uh we will see you guys next time then uh be sure to like share subscribe do all of that stuff mario mario Mario. Mario. um yeah so let's here's here's what we will do since we haven't really discussed too much how we want to do review stuff let's kind of do a shortened version of what we do on the review show and the reactor core so let's do like a very brief general impressions now that uh both nick and i have beaten the game uh and like a plot synopsis and stuff like that and then we can get into spoilers and stuff like that Uh, and i will Mark it with a special sound. We have like a spoiler alert sound thing that we can do. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, then we'll dive into into <laughs> into it. And Ignacio, if you have c- questions, ask away. Okay. So how much do. do you hate the game? I don't hate the game. <laughs> huh, it's a game of the year contender for me interesting i it's i it's up there in my top 10 i don't think it would be my game of the year uh i liked this game a lot i i had a lot of fun with it uh if you listen to our episode last week though i was like hey there's some parts of this that maybe seem a little bit difficult or seem off or something is up um and i i, I think that still stands uh, but for the most part, yeah, I, I I think this is perfectly fine. This is a great game that I think is exemplary of that, like, second-tier Nintendo. 
Like, it's still really g g good, but it's not the Super Mario Odyssey, right? So would you say it's great, good, or fine? I would say it's good. I think good. it's great. Okay. I There's only some parts that I did not like about this game, like the when you're on a raft trying to fight a boss in the basement, and I had some issues with the final boss of this game. I don't mm -hmm. know what was going on, but I just could not find the correct King Boo. But I thought it was a great game. I thought it's a lot of fun. It's charming. The puzzles are great. And there's a lot more replayability once you go back through and start collecting all the gems and all the boos and finding everything in the levels. Plus, there's mm -hmm. cool extra modes like the Scare Scraper, which is like a party mode, head-to-head, -head, where you're fighting ghosts through, the, through a hotel. And the other one where you're actually going against head to head and just like party game like modes with Luigi's Mansion. But I think it's really well made. The controls are a little wonky, but once you get used to them, it's fine. It's fun. But yeah. I still think it's a fun and great first party Nintendo game. And it looks beautiful. Oh my god, it looks yeah, amazing. It looks so fantastic. How, how do you compare it to the last two games? It's the best one. I would say it's the best one. I only ever played the first one, though, so I can't really speak for the one that was on handheld. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely loved the first one. I think the first one was a lot shorter. It was more kind of open. You can kind of go where you want, I think. Um Whereas the, the, this is like each floor is its own level, uh, and you can do certain things in each floor. Each it, like it's 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 its own experience in each floor. Uh, so so I would you that say it a lot? It has a good variety of what you're doing across the game. Good level variety of what you're doing. Oh my level god! Level variety, yes. yes. In terms of like options of what you can do, it's pretty much the same thing the entire g g g game. Eh. Right? You have your vacuum they that you can suck or blow. You can squirt out your Gooigi. Uh, you have hmm. your plunger, and that's about it. Uh, well, yes, the basics are the same, but they really add variety to how you're using those basics. Yeah. And really make you think about... Absolutely how can I finish this puzzle or beat this boss with the resources available to me? When you have the same resources for everything, but they add a lot of variety for how they're implemented. Mm -hmm. so, I, so you don't pick... Sorry. I, I, I was just going to say, I would highly recommend it. I think this is something well worth picking up. Okay. Uh, let's mm -hmm. see. That... Being said, uh, let's do a brief plot synopsis, and then we will get into spoilers. This one is really s simple. There's 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 not much yeah to say. Like it's it's Mario and Luigi and Peach and three of the Toads uh, on vacation, uh, and they, they get, get invited to a nice hotel. Oh yeah, big old mansion, uh, and they get there and. They get sent to their rooms, and they fall asleep, and when Luigi wakes up, 
the mansion has kind of been transformed into this like spooky haunted hotel um and he so he has no idea what to do and it turns out king boo has trapped uh, everyone in these paintings, and you have to go save them. Luigi is the only one who has escaped. Uh, and so then you end up finding Professor Egad, and he gives you the vacuum, and he gives you Luigi, and he's like, all right, go save your friends. That's kind of it. Like, it's super simple. Yeah, I mean, the MacGuffin throughout this whole game is all the ghosts strip the elevator of its buttons, mm-hmm. and you're just going floor to floor finding the buttons to go to the next floor until you find King Boo. Yeah. Is there any backtracking in the game? There is oh, no. very minimal. Bit, but not much, yeah. Um, it's kind of more of just a, like, hey, we'll do something different this one t- t- time because you've been doing the same thing uh you know the past couple followers of just like hey you go t- to the new level you beat the boss you get the key go to the next one and then after like two or three or three it's like oh we're gonna do something else we'll get into that in just a sec but for now uh, we are about to get into spoilers, uh, so be prepared for that, and I am going to play the sound right now. Uh, Mick and... Uh, why is it not playing it? Come on. Oh, well, it's stupid. Um, doo-doo-doo! That's the sound. Mario. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> Mario. I'm in, I'm in the wrong scene. OBS, that's why it did not do the thing. Um, so, so yeah, we're officially in spoiler territory now. Let's break it down and talk about the game. Mick. Yes. What made Hi. this game so fantastic for you? I think it struck at the right time for me. I, like I said, I've been wanting a collect-thon game that's cute, funny, and not too difficult. Plus, mm-hmm. it has a fun puzzle mechanics, I think. So, this is all of it that I've been really wanting and craving the floors are really fun and unique and the way that they design every floor is really awesome um and it really makes you want to explore every little nook and cranny like Mm -hmm. the pyramid level arriving there and seeing all the sand on the floor my first instinct was i'm not going anywhere until i vacuum up all this sand and i did (laughs) Yeah, I, I did the exact same thing. Where it's like, this is just a sandbox, and I can vacuum it all up. I'm gonna do that. What's in here? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's so funny and cute with, like I said, with everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that really worked for me too. It was ad- adorably spooky. Is I, I, I think how to. That's perfect way of putting it. Best describe it because yeah, it's not scary. Uh, this is not a spooking game you can actually play it with kids and stuff like that it's meant to be for kids and stuff like that um oh yeah it's not scare. it's not supposed to be scary at all yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's really silly uh and i i i think yeah for, for, for me i think my favorite level uh was maybe the pirate ship I love one. that one too. 
I, I thought that was wild. Um, so Ignacio, there's this one level that you get to, to, to like each of the floors have a different theme. Uh, so one of them is like, oh, this is the shops where you can eat at the cafeteria and buy a new outfit and stuff like that. You can't actually get that stuff, but it's and just like one hey, is medieval oh. times. Yeah, one is medieval. One is pirate themed. One is like a 80s disco hip hop club. One is the like the set of a Hollywood movie. And stuff like that. It's fantastic. Um, but oh, also, Floor 13. Did you notice that it's the one that's not super off-the-wall crazy? It's just <laughs> a gym. Oh, yeah. Like, they decided to downplay because it's Floor 13. Yeah, which I thought it was strange huh. that they even had that in there. But I guess that's not re- really a thing in Japan, maybe. The, like, what a, unlucky gym, 13 uh, thing? Yeah, I think Oh, they have other unlucky numbers. I don't think 13 is one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I saw someone being like, this is the most unrealistic video game ever. There's a floor 13. <laughs> yeah, well, not every place doesn't have a floor 13. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I, I think the pirate ship one was perfect in 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 terms of like hey each floor is going to be something wildly different uh and you're not not gonna necessarily have new mechanics but just new things to explore new ways to use the mechanics you already have um so that one is such off the walls it's the most extreme one of it yeah like you get in there and it's pretty much this like under like it's it's a b- b- bar that is is supposed to be this like pirate c- c- cove you can like go relax and get a, j- a j- j- drink and stuff like that but then you go into the back room uh and that's where you fight the boss who is on this pirate ship like there's a literal the ocean in this floor yeah and Basically, you get on this ship, and that is where the boss fight takes place because the ship is haunted and stuff like that. Haunted but, by a pirate shark. Yes, by a pirate oh. shark. Um, and within the boss fight, like there, it's it's pretty typical standard stuff of like, oh, the boss has this one move you need to move out of the way, or you can. Uh, suck up the bombs that are on here and shoot it in its mouth and stuff like that. But every so often, like after you do one cycle, uh, the like haunted ship will, uh, I guess the right word is capsize. It like stands up on its yeah end like hoping to suck you in and you have to use your plunger to like hook on this one certain part so you won't fall in his mouth and stuff like that and i was sitting there like this is fantastic this is awesome i love this um so yeah i i i had a lot of fun with that one what was your favorite stage Nick. Mine 
Um, I liked the Magician one a lot. I thought that was really fun. Okay. And the movie studios, I thought had the greatest puzzle. Yeah. Movie studios because, was a good one too. Because, I mean, it was just so much fun and unique where you're going to each different movie sets, you look through a camera, and it really animates it like a yeah. full-fledged movie. Yeah. And you're working to solve this one overall puzzle that requires all of them to be used together in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And just how they all came together. And the final boss fight was really fun, too, where yeah. you're literally Godzilla or fighting a Godzilla in a <laughs> miniature city. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And then, and then after you beat the boss, it's a filmmaker. And he says, all right, cut. Here, you, you help me enough. Here's the button. Yeah. You can find him trying to cut the movie, and you can still suck him up in the end and get an achievement for it. Oh, really? I'll have to yeah, do, if you go, go back. back. If you go to the I, editing I, room. I saw him in, in there, but I did, didn't think to suck him up. Yeah, you get an achievement for it. There you go. So yeah, that's one thing that I thought was interesting about this game. It has its own achievement system Mm -hmm. within the game, which I thought was neat. I really hope more Nintendo games do that because they absolutely should. Uh, just because it's fun to you, you know go do that that stuff like I had no idea that I could go suck them up to do all that stuff. I, I ended up getting one for sucking up all the stuffed animals i think on i forget which level it was i think it was the magicians one like all of the stuffed rabbits um and i was like oh that's neat that i just happened to get all of that stuff the downside is i couldn't find a list of them like it's not in Um, the menus or anything that i could see you it's you have to go to a special place you have to call egad on uh-huh. your uh virtual boo and hit log and they'll bring you to like a log of like what the missions are and then after uh, that okay. get the scroll over to achievements that's i didn't too know difficult. about it being there either but once i found it it was a lot easier to track okay yeah that that should have been something if you just like pause it like that's the one thing you can say like here's yeah. the achievements t- tab and stuff like that because I, I i liked that it was in the, 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 there but yeah i couldn't find it to be like what else can i go do did you collect all the gems and booze yet i did not no and i i don't think i will okay because there are special things you get for collecting everything okay for all the gems collecting mm-hmm. every gem which is there's six on each floor you get a diamond encrusted plunger nice <laughs> first getting every boo your flashlight be- looks like a boo okay interesting so the cute little cosmetic things we're doing for going the extra mile i don't like that um no guiji customization though which is a shame yeah that stinks uh so i kind of mentioned this last week uh but i think this game is also really missing out uh on on the fact that it, it is not that there is not a, I was gonna say leveling system, but there's not an up grade system really. Um, you you get a couple extra powers late in the game, but you only really use them once. Uh, 
and it, it's 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 it, i just think this game would be neat if during the course of the game i could spend my money on new powers or new upgrades to the vacuum and then use the, 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 the those to further explore the mansion uh, or to go back oh now that i have this power i can go back to floor 12 and do this one thing right um it's kind of missing out on that and i i, I think that's maybe in my mind one of the like biggest missed opportunities of of like hey if they had just done a very very simple metroidvania of like hey maybe you only get two extra powers but it's still two powers that you can unlock and then explore the mansion even more i think that would be fantastic um and i think yeah. un until they kind of start taking risks like that not that i think that would be much of a not that i think that would be much of a of a risk but until they do that i think it's gonna be kind of stuck there as they're like hey this is a second tier nintendo game it's not a mario odyssey it's not a smash burrows it's luigi's mansion see well i agree with you that it would be cool to have those extra features i think the way that it teaches you mechanics and how you can implement that in a boss fight and then mm -hmm. everywhere else in the mansion is kind of in its own way a metroidvania style game because there are some gems and boos you can't find unless you do it certain ways that you don't learn mm -hmm. about that you can get, do until later on in the game right yeah it's so it's that, in there a little bit but not enough. I think it's in there enough if you want to complete the game. Fair. That's fair. Uh, let's see. Anything else to mention about this stuff? So difficulty. There is no difficulty setting. It's all just one thing. I happen to have some trouble. Uh, I think this is where talking about the controls comes in. They're really clunky and i was having trouble doing exactly what the game wanted me to do i remember i was fighting the godzilla b -b -b boss and he does an attack uh where he basically shoots this energy ball at at and you need to blow it back into his face and for the longest time, I was doing that, and it wasn't doing a thing. It would still hit me. Uh, I tried sucking it. I tried blowing it. I tried using the plunger. I tried, like, running around the map to see if I could make it hit him instead. And it wasn't working. And then Egad was like, no, you need to blow it back in his face. And so I sat there and did that, and it still hit me. And I was just like, well, that like I don't understand this then. What like what am I supposed to do if I'm doing what you tell me and it's not doing a thing? And I guess at the end of the day it was just I was not blowing in the exact right direction in the exact spot that they wanted me to to make it go back to him. I don't know. But it, Sometimes it, was... it also requires you to use both people. 
both yeah, Luigi after, and Luigi to blow back enough. After you do it that first time, yeah, you have to use both of them, which I obviously I've, I've beaten the game now, but uh, yeah, like that, it, it, it just was like, I'm doing the thing you're telling me to. Why is it not working? Um, so that, that was a little bit difficult and a little bit frustrating. I think the only difficulty I ever had in the game was, like I said, that one boss fight where you're using a raft to get around the arena. Mm-hmm. That was it was just annoying to control. Yeah, and that then one was not the fun. final fight, the final fight against King Boo, I was having issues on the final phase, which is a timed phase to beat the boss. The rest it's of the fight time? is not time. Did you not? Did you beat King Boo? Yeah, I've, I've beaten the, the the whole thing. Yeah, you only have four minutes to beat him. I didn't know that. Once the final phase starts, you have four minutes to find the final boo and beat him. But I thought I was tracking them correctly, but every time I'd fire it, I'd miss. And so it'd be coming down to the wire, and I finally got it like after like my eighth or ninth attempt. Interesting. See, I, I, I had more difficulty on the hotel owner. Her, her whole whole thing where she's in the room, there's like that machine in the center that has the the like spinning lasers and stuff like that and you have to con- con- control luigi on uh on one floor and then send guigi down below to do this stuff and you have to switch back and forth and i thought that was incredibly difficult um but eventually i got passed out i just bought out all of the stock of the like golden dog b- b- bones i was like i have 10 of the these i'm just gonna not really worry about hitting something that i don't need to hit um yeah i think i only used like, one golden dog bone throughout the whole game and i like i would have liked to have him during the king boo fight but it was a don't can't go back type of thing so i right was too persistent and didn't want to go back yeah. Did you end up <laughs> figuring out what the trick was to figure it out? For King Boo? Yeah. I think so. Uh, it's the one who spawns bombs. Yes. Like, the, e- each of their moves c- c- kind of has a tell, but especially the b- 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 bombs and uh, the one where they do the ground pound thing. Yeah. But even uh, to the ground pound, like, you still lose track of them when they come back up. Yeah, which I I I did, 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 didn't like that. It's like, oh well, they go off screen for a second, so I don't know which one is which now. Um, but yeah, you just kind of have to wait for the bombs and then hope you get the right one. Because th- 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 there were t- t- times in that that I picked up the bomb and shot it at at the one that tossed the bombs, or at least I thought did, and it was like, nope. And that's not it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Come on. But yeah. That, yeah, that, that end fight was too. that that end fight was a lot more difficult uh than I expected it to be. But still, the ending is so satisfying and really cute. Yeah, it's good. Once you do beat it. It's good. I liked it a lot. Uh so so so, so, so yes, you said you thought this was a great 
game. You yes. said it might be a game of the year contender. I I thought it was really good. I don't know if I would put it that high up. Um, I think if I I don't necessarily want to get into the habit of doing scores on on this, but I I I think just for a point of reference, if I had to maybe give this a score, I'd say like seven five. I'd give it a nine zero. Okay, there you go. Well, that's just my opinion. Ignacio, are you still with us? Yeah, still here. Do you have any other questions for us that you think we missed, or something we didn't talk about that you think we should? No, I think you guys covered the important stuff. Cool. Cool. Well, that's it. Awesome. That's our Luigi's Mansion review. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it as well. I'm sure this will be coming up in our end of the year, game of the year discussions, top 10 stuff. Who knows? Uh, so, or if yep. you listened to this, the one thing I will add, add-on is uh from everything that i hear you can play this game cooperatively and it works fantastically uh to play with a younger child uh and have them like be have them be goigi um they have is in the fact your lives it's only 25 health too it has a goigi has a little bit lower health uh, but once he d- d- dies, you can just respawn him instantly. Um, so it doesn't really affect like the game over state or st- st- stuff like that. And they can just explore and won't get hurt as as much because most things just go right th- th- right through him. So there you go. That's the last thing that you should note uh, on that. But yeah. I, I think this is a good one to add to your collection of Switch games. Agreed. That being said, let's wrap things up and we will get out of here. Ignacio, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter as Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-D-N-A-C-I-O. R-O-A-J-A-S-B. I think I spelled that right. <laughs> well, you find it. There you go. Uh, Mick, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere at The Nanobiologist, except on Twitter and Xbox and PlayStation where they have character limits, so I am D-A, Nanobiologist. There you go. And you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, don't forget, like, share, subscribe, tell your f- f- friends. Uh, seriously, though, if you if you guys like our sh- our sh- our show, uh, we could absolutely use your help spreading the word. So tweet about it, share it on Facebook or something. Who knows? Uh, we would absolutely enjoy that. Uh, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play and stuff like that. So. We would appreciate that a ton. That being said, let's get out of here. We will see you guys next week for another episode. I'm sure we'll have our first in 
impressions of Star Wars Jedi and Pokemon. We yeah, will be back hopefully. then. Uh, we will see you guys. We we need some way to end the show. We need like a slogan or a saying, like a go video games or something <laughs> not as cheesy as that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hold on. so you guys, that one. I can be the champion of Xbox. Like you, one of you be uh, Nintendo, one for Sony or PlayStation. With our powers combined, I don't know. Dumb. <laughs> with our powers combined <laughs> video games <laughs> we will see yeah i think we have to think about it we'll brainstorm <laughs> we'll a lot more we're gonna have to workshop let's keep one. looking we will see you guys next week thanks a lot bye bye bye